Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on The Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Aesthetic Ann, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. I just noticed your zebra cowboy socks. <laughs> Those are so funny. <laughs> she has her leg propped up right in front of me, and I just glanced down as she started and giddy up, zebra. <laughs> That's right. That is so funny. Oh, I love them. Well, we are back today to talk about another exciting topic. What is it, Anne? It is about microneedling. Yes. Or dermal rolling. Yes. Or I call it aerating your face. <laughs> like, like your yard? Yeah. Th- that is literally the analogy I give people because when someone hasn't heard about microneedling or what it is, that's the first analogy. I just ask them, well, are you familiar with aerating your lawn? And they usually, nine times out of ten, say yes. And I say, well, it's aerating your face. <laughs> and then they totally get it from that point on. There's no, I mean, I answer their other questions, which we're going to talk about today, what those would be. But um, I hope that just made it really clear for our listeners. So let's jump in. What's the first uh, first thing? Like, what's the most common thing people ask? Obviously, like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. And I just explained it. It's aerating your face. So, <laughs> so, how, so how do we do that? Um, well, there is a little history of what we're doing of the microneedling. It used to be called dermal rolling, which was actually a roller. And some of our listeners may have seen that. They may have some um, systems like home care, face care systems that they have. Rodanenfields is one. I've basically... known of people that have like a little spiked roller at home that they like. Yeah. yeah, they do on their face. Yeah, and that so that's a dermal roller. And as I mentioned, Rodan and Fields, they've had a home system that has had a dermal roller with it. But those are going to be, um, they're not going to be as aggressive because it's for home use. Mm-hmm. Um, a little but, DIY. Yeah, but over time, it, it's still beneficial. I will say that I have noticed, and there, there are only people that have been using the home systems, that it's almost like it's making their skin more resilient, like a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's because they were using them. Well, resilient too often. is a good good word when you describe someone in their face, but tough doesn't sound like a good word. Right, right, and that's what I mean. It's almost like like just really tough leather. <laughs> like I've even had people that it almost like they're building an overall callus on their face. Oh gosh. Well, okay, so what is it supposed to do? What is poking holes in your face? What's the purpose of it? Okay, well, so with the microneedling, we use an electronic pen. A lot of people have heard of skin pen, and that is becoming, there's a lot of other pens out there, but that's kind of, you know how Kleenex is um, a generic name for a facial tissue? So It's a brand, but people use it as... As a generic name for everything. They even Mm -hmm. call Puffs Kleenex, Hemia Kleenex. Mm -hmm. So with dermal... Not with dermal rolling, sorry. With microneedling, they're saying, hey, I'm going to get skin pinned, or I'm going to get the skin pin treatment, when really we might be using a different device. So a lot of people... Skin pin is lucky. They're kind of becoming the generic name, you know, brand of the industry for for microneedling but it is a pen like device it has a cartridge on the end of it and in that cartridge are i think 12 to 14 needles they're very small and then they mechanically go really really fast you can't see it with the neck with the naked eye but it 
they the needles go up and down. And like we a just, tattoo gun? Yeah, I got. I've never seen a tattoo gun. You haven't seen? Oh, okay. Well, I've watched like slow mo videos of like people getting tattooed, and that's basically what it is. Is it's like a couple tiny needles really quickly piercing the skin so deep and depositing ink and then coming back up. Okay, yeah, exactly. That's what it is, except we're not depositing ink. <laughs> you're not tattooing your whole face. And we're not tattooing the whole face. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. But it's like it's like anywhere from 10 to 12, depending on the manufacturer and what pen you're using, the cartridge will have you know 10 to 12 needles. And so we just kind of smoothly glide it across the face and it does that. And so the mechanical action alone of piercing the skin is what is helping to activate and kind of what I explain as irritate and agitate the collagen or collagen fibers in that complex. And it kind of wakes up those collagen fibers. It triggers the inflammatory response. So all of our cells that are in our body to repair damage, we're doing little micro injuries. And so we're tricking our body into believing that there's Damage a, that needs to be a, healed. Yeah, a large, a large wound or damage there, and it goes and starts healing it. And part of the healing process is the renewal of the collagen and elastin fibers mm-hmm. that we have. So it makes your skin tighter and brighter and more mm-hmm. youthful. So that's what you're saying is that's what the um, like little at-home roller blades were designed for and then people the medical industry has like taken a step further and made it more sophisticated with these mechanical pins and stuff like that it does more it does more and we can obviously we can go a lot deeper Mm -hmm. and we our cartridge is a one-time use and done you know the dermal rollers if you really think about it i mean it's not really that sanitary so that's another reason why they don't go very deep Ours can go up to two to two and a half millimeters deep into the skin. So we can go well to the dermis and actually into the dermis and at sometimes beyond the dermis. You really don't want to go beyond the dermis. The reason why we can set it to go deeper is to help with some scar revision. So we can talk about that here in just a second. Let me. Does it pierce it deep enough to cause bleeding? Yes. Yeah. So you get kind of some pinpoint bleeding. So the, the benefits of of the microneedling is you're going to reduce pore size. So people that have issues with their pore size, mm-hmm. it's going to help make those pores smaller. It's going to help with some hyperpigmentation. So people that have a little bit of sun damage, um, you know, maybe what we call aging spots, which are really just sun damage over time. Those can be resolved also with the microneedling takes a little bit longer. Um, but doing microneedling in combination with another treatment to help lift those are fantastic. So you could do that in combination with some chemical peels that will help lift those hyperpigmentation issues, or you could do that with an IPL photofacial, which Ooh, is I can a type of laser. Chemical peels. <laughs> yeah. Those are so good. Yes, aren't they? Yes. They're, they're the best. And um, it will help. So that too will also help with like the skin tone. So for me, I started out in this industry with lasers and I love lasers and they definitely have their purpose, but we have been able to come so far in the last 10 years with, with treatments other than lasers because lasers can be kind of harsh. And so I call it the aesthetic Holy Trinity. (laughs) It's the, it's the aesthetic Godhead three in one Botox fillers and microneedling. And if you get all three of those things, Botox fillers and microneedling, I've been telling people, 
I see a future of never having a facelift, or if you ever have a facelift, it would be well into your 60s. But I, I really believe that like with those three items, it is amazing what we can do. Now, if you start with those three items at 50 or 55, you're gonna be a little bit behind the eight ball, right? So you may not get as great of a treatment, but if you start with simple Botox and just minimal, minimal fillers, Start and microneedling. Like 12, 13? <laughs> no, around 40. <laughs> around 40. Um, but but definitely microneedling somewhere in the mid-40s. And with microneedling, you're going to want to get three to six treatments. And people usually sell packages in threes. And you can purchase it individually, but it's going to be a little bit more expensive. So when you purchase it as a package, you're going to get a little bit better price. So if you get... Three treatments, do all three treatments, do them three months in a row, like four to six weeks apart. I prefer that people get six treatments and they do four of them four to six weeks apart. Like back to back. Back to back. They do four of them. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth treatment, they do six months after the fourth treatment. Mm -hmm. And the sixth treatment, they do six months after the fifth treatment. So a complete year after you completely started. Yeah, basically a year. And then after that, I'm like, just purchase them in packages of three and do one every quarter. And I mean, that's a great maintenance So you program. kind of, you okay, so then at that point it's maintenance. So you yeah. started off by doing the packages like back to back over you, a yeah, short if you've never had period, period of time. Yeah, if you've never had it, then, then you're going to want to do those three to four treatments back to back the four to six weeks apart. So that you can get that that exponential, you know, oomph and, and the collagen and elastin and it it goes through the cycles of repairing and then resting and then repairing and resting. And then you kind of want to be on a maintenance after that. Because those first three or four treatments, if you get the package of three, the first three, if you get the package of six, the first four are going to that's what's going to really make that huge difference in your skin tone. It will literally tone and tighten up the skin. Um, and it will make a huge difference in skin texture, the pore size, and um, just the overall look and glow of your skin. I mean, it's, it's, I'm telling you. Have you done this before? Yes. I, it is. And do you still do it's it? It's one of my, fa- yeah, it's one of my favorite treatments. It is the biggest is bang painful? for your buck. It is the biggest bang for your buck. Does well, it hurt? We're using needles. Well, I mean, we did, we did just compare it to a tattoo. And it, is I've it never targeted? had a tattoo, so I don't know. Is it targeted in one area of your face, or when you buy a package, is it like your entire face? You do the full face, and most places include your neck. Full face and neck. It's like getting a tattoo on your entire face. It really isn't. I'll tell you. The, the you don't part, know. It really isn't. No, because I, I have, like, first of all, we put numbing cream on. Okay. So we well, use, it, that's a game changer. Yes. We use the BLT numbing cream, and it laughing does. Gas? It does depend. Do we do yeah. laughing gas? No, no laughing I'm just, gas. I'm just waiting for a You're treatment where we do laughing gas. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get that into our our med spa. Okay, I'll work on that. Okay, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> that that just the whole picture of that. I don't know if people would be like out of control on my you know in my chair or something. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a relaxant, a depressant. It relaxes yeah. you. But am I going to say, you know, I'm getting ready to stick you with a needle and they're like, ah, needles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I, when I go to the dentist, it's been so long. And then on top of that, I don't think I've been <laughs> How at long? a dentist. You're supposed to go every six months. Well, but they don't use that to clean my teeth. 
Like, I don't need anything for them to clean my teeth. Right. Oh, you're just saying you're so good. You haven't had a treatment in years. I haven't had a treatment. My last treatment was I got a gold cap. My kids on one of their, like, I think he was in third grade. Um, you know, you have to write things about your parents. And, of course, you're, my mom has gold teeth. <laughs> and I think I hadn't even met the parents. So I wonder, I mean, met, I hadn't even met the teacher. So I'm wondering if they thought I had, like, um, what are those things like called? Like a grill? A grill. Like, my mom's got a gold grill. Or just, like, super <laughs> ratchet, like, canine gold teeth on both <laughs> top and bottom. Or like, Let me see yours. I forget that you have one. It is kind of like, because you know, <laughs> you know what I think of when I think of gold teeth is I think of the, one of the villains from uh, Home Alone when he smiles and it and twinkles. It goes, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like it, <laughs> to me in my head, this is so wrong and so stereotypical and like not healthy for society. But when I think of gold teeth, I think of like. Crooks and criminals. <laughs> so for to see a gold tooth in your mouth, I'm like, whoa, that does not. That was, I rethink how I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh not really, gosh. but yeah. So that was that was interesting. I, I'm like, I read that and I'm like, oh great, That's yeah, hilarious. And my mom loves donuts. They knew I loved donuts. That I watched Grey's Anatomy. And I had gold teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which child was this? This was my, I believe my third child. Was it really? <laughs> so funny. Uh, my son, I know. He's, he's 17 now. Golly, that's hilarious. All okay, right. so back on this, the pain. So you give numbing cream anywhere that you're going to microneedle someone. Yes. That's very helpful. Like yeah. I said, game changer. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, the numbing cream depends on the the med spa because we get them at different places and so you know some med spas have better numbing creams than others so it does depend on the numbing cream but they all probably use we all use the blt combination it can it's just it's done at a compounding pharmacy so and i you know i don't know how they can ask hey can i have a sample of your numbing cream <laughs> how strong oh, we is can't your really do cream? that exactly but i will tell you the the annoying part of it so it it doesn't really hurt as much as it's annoying because the forehead is your on your face that's the most bony prominence you have and so it's kind of like it's kind of like, it like rattles your, your <laughs> yeah head. you can kind of rattles yeah it's kind of but that's not so bad anyway but it's i'm telling you it's it is like the so biggest bang for your buck it's awesome okay, so speaking, speaking of, of bucks, bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Squeegee, you talk, talk to me about price. What it, what am I looking at paying if I'm getting six packages or one package of six? A six six treatments. Yeah. Okay. So, so per treatment, you're usually going to find them being about $300. Like a lot of people will price $299, 300 $350 for one treatment. For one treatment. And then if you do a package of three, you usually get, most places are doing three treatments for $900. Um, it doesn't and, sound like a deal. It just sounds like you added up three treatments. No, if it's if it's like three fifty. Oh, okay. You know, but I mean, if they if it's if they're, yeah, if they're three hundred dollars, I'm sure it's going to be like eight fifty or something. They they I all med spas are different, so they they give somehow they give a break when you purchase mm-hmm. multiple. That's ballpark. Yeah, ballpark, and then um, and it can go up to seven fifty a treatment, and oh because you can have some add ons. 
Like what? So with a standard microneedling treatment. <laughs> upgrades. Upgrades, add-ons, but they are worth it. You With a standard microneedling treatment, it's the microneedling mechanical action. And then, of course, you you have to have something that you're microneedling in. You know, you want a benefit to that. What do you mean? Well, so we can, now you've got these little open channels. And then, of course, if you drag a pin across your skin, it's not going to go very well. So we have, we usually use hyaluronic acid. So hyaluronic acid, we talked about that in the fillers. Oh, you're talking about some kind of agent on your skin to help it go, like glide across your skin. Yeah, we put a topical on the skin, help it glide across. Plus, Plus it's a double whammy. Not only does it glide across, but the needles are... Going in, so it's going to be microneedling it into the skin. So oh, okay. it needs so to be something that's beneficial. Implanted kind of. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we can microneedle hyaluronic acid, not the same hyaluronic acid that is in a syringe of filler, a different hyaluronic acid, but it's still a hyaluronic acid made to go into the skin. It's definitely going to hydrate and plump up the skin and be very beneficial and helpful. There's also, um, we can do different kind of serums, serums that can help with acne, serums that can help with... Um, with hyperpigmentation, you know, a little blotchy skin. We have serums that can help with, if people have, oh, this is really great. If people have melasma and they're they're struggling with melasma, the microneedling treatment is one of the best treatments for melasma. So FYI, public service announcement, if you have melasma, don't ever, 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 never, ever let someone touch your face with an IPL or a photofacial because it will drive the pigment further in and you'll have rebound pigment, which is going to be worse. And it will look good for about a month and then it gets worse after that. So the only treatments that you really want to have, if you have melasma, and those people, there may be people asking, well, what's melasma? If you have it, you'll know that you have it. If you have melasma, you want... Secret melasma club. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't have it. <laughs> Basically. Jeez, that's how I feel. I was about to ask what it is. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll address that. First of all, though, the only treatments that people with melasma should be receiving to help with melasma is either microneedling or chemical peels or both. They can get both. You can do... You don't, It doesn't have to be either or. Melasma is like pregnancy mask. Still don't know what that is. Um, it's hormonal. So a lot of women, a lot of women when they're pregnant, it usually pops out really bad. Um, some women, when they just go on the pill, it'll pop out. So it's a darkening. It's a hyperpigmentation. Hyper means above pigmentation. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. hyperpigmentation showing up on their skin. And the classic telltale sign of melasma is if their face looks like a Rorschach blot <laughs> like an ink blot if if they have is hyperpigmentation it incredibly different from their skin tone or is it kind of just faint it, it can be either way but if it's faint and they get ipl photofacial then it's going to increase it make it worse but basically if you have you know some discoloration on one side of your face if it matches if it looks like a mirror image on the other side of your face hands down you know you have melasma and then of course there's there's the above the lip melasma. You may not have it anywhere else on your face, but you have the darkening pigment above the lip, and mm-hmm. that's also a melasma. So those wait. Don't... So back to pregnancy. This is this only happens when you're pregnant, or this people are born with it, but you can get it when you're pregnant. Does it go away? It t- people tend to notice that they have it when they're pregnant, and then and then many times it will go away, and then other people in the population, it doesn't go away. It just kind of becomes lighter, but they, yet they still have it. Gotcha. And so 
we could talk about that in another. I don't want to get too sidetracked. Okay, but okay, back to was, the. But that was just that's why microneedling is so great because with the hyperpigmentation portion that microneedling benefits, that is a huge benefit people with melasma. So part of that is we have these different serums that we can microneedle in. You want to know one of my biggest pet peeves? What is when people call serums serums? I'm glad that you interrupted me to tell me that. (laughs) I just wanted to to appreciate how you're calling it a serum because there's an E in there. It's a serum, yeah. And not a serum. Yeah, if it were a serum, I think it would be like a syrup. Yeah. And then it's a little bit thinner, so it's a serum. Mm -hmm. No, it's a serum. So anyways, back to the serums. (laughs) Okay. So we have all these different serums, and one of them being the benefit of helping with hyperpigmentation. So that's that's going to be your microneedling that's usually going to fit into that, you know, 250 to 350 $400 range. So there's another aspect to this. It We use PRP, which is your own platelet-rich plasma. So you've seen, like, the photos and pictures of Kim Kardashian with the bloody face and all that kind of stuff, and she got her vampire facial. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Yes. And that's, so that, that is microneedling? Because I was asking earlier if... You, if because you're piercing the skin so deep, if it makes you bleed, is that what... Well, you have some pinpoint bleeding, and so some areas you may bleed a little bit, others you won't bleed at all, but the vampire facial is named that because for this aspect of it, we draw your blood. So that's why it's called vampire facial. You draw it out of the places that you're poking? You draw it out of your no, no, face? No, 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 no. We, like, draw blood out of your arm. Oh. Like we do a full blood draw. Okay. So we so it's and called, you use it in the treatment. Yes. Yeah, so we do a full blood draw. Um, usually get it out of the arm. Okay. This is funny though. This one place, this poor woman. I was the third nurse to go in and stick her because her veins kept blowing. She had little tiny veins even in her. They kept blowing. Yes, they kept. You know. Yeah. Like so they did. Yeah. Well, not not that. But we and we call it blowing. But they. They disrupt. They were disrupted, so they couldn't do the blood draw, and they did it. You know, the anticubital. The anticubical is sorry. Anticubital is the crease. You know, the opposite of your elbow, right? So mm-hmm. where most people go in and they get an IV there or something. Mm-hmm. They'd already drawn there both arms. They drew in her hands. Oh, I just shudder thinking about this. And finally. They came out, and this was at a place I was working, and the nurses were like, I was supposed to be training them, but they, as I told the owner, when I, when I told him I wasn't going to be working there anymore, they were not coachable and they were not trainable. So I, I didn't have time for that, so I'm like, I'm moving on. And so they weren't very coachable or trainable, but anyway, they were like, um, we can't get this, you know, we're supposed to do the, the vampire facial on her, we can't get it, do you think you can get it? And so I'm like, sure, I can do that. And I think that they were kind of like, yeah, we'll see. So I go in and I, I ask the patient, I'm like, can we take your shoes off? And she's like, sure. What are you thinking? I said, well, I think I'm going to eat your blood out of your foot. So I did her blood draw on top of her foot. <laughs> and that- I walked out of there with a tube with a, a lab vial of blood. Normal? And they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, I just have my ways. You know? Is that normal? Like, is that allowed? Well, yeah, it's allowed. Okay. It's just, you, sometimes you got to think outside the box. You got to know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so anyway, so think outside the box, people. If if you have really small veins in your hands or your arms, you might suggest that they try the top of your foot. It's really easy. 
Um, so we, we do a vial or two. It depends on how much we need. And then we have a centrifuge. We take it to the centrifuge. We spin it. The reason why it spins is because red blood cells are heavier than the rest of the cells in your, blood. in your bloodstream. And so what you're left with is the red blood cells, they spin and they're heavy and they, they get thrown down to the bottom of the tube. And then the top of the tube has your yellow platelet-rich plasma. So you know when you were a kid and you fell and scraped your knee or like an elbow or something, and it like a it wasn't enough to bleed, but it did scrape the skin off. So you had that little yellow tacky serum kind of float to the top. Yes. It's, okay. It's like jelly, like nasty. Stuff. Yeah. That's what we're getting. That's the platelet rich plasma. Oh, and, and those have all your repair cells in it. And that's why you get a scab in that place. And then after the scab, yeah, after you get a scab, you get new. <laughs> Why don't we just scab up your whole face? No. Just take some sand. Okay. Quit. <laughs> because that, no, it doesn't get the same thing. This is a controlled injury. We have, so is this still we have considered, healthy tissue in the middle, you know, all around. Is like, this still considered injuries. an add-on? Like you don't, this isn't part of microneedling. This is like an extra. This is an add-on. So, yeah. Okay. So when you do the PRP, um, so we take the, the yellowy serum stuff and then we do your microneedling. Some places will put this yellow serum on the face and then microneedle that into the face some other places, the protocol is they microneedle the face with the um, with the lubricant that we talked about before, the hyaluronic acid. Then they rub don't this on. they rub this on. They don't necessarily microneedle it in. So it but just it still depends. goes in because your face has a bunch of holes in it. Yeah, but the needle's just not pushing it in. Yes, so they're micro injuries, and because you have micro injuries, you have healthy skin around it too. And that's what helps you to heal faster. So what are, what's kind of like, um, what happens immediately after you get this? So you're bloody, you wipe it all off and you go home. Is it kind of yeah, like what so we, we, we talked kinda, about last week? Is it instant, no, like instantly noticeable? Can you tell between the four to six weeks of your treatments? Well, so what I tell patients when they're with me, I tell them, if you want to get one treatment, that's fine. If they've never had it before, you know, I'm like, if you want to get one treatment, that's fine. However, yeah, you're most likely not going to tell a difference. Mm -hmm. I will be able to see a difference, but mm -hmm. most likely they won't be able to see a difference. And then they'll usually somewhere around the second or third treatment, about three weeks after that treatment is when they're going to start seeing the difference. And so this is not see? instant gratification. They're seeing like brighter skin, more healthy, like... Brighter, Plum. glowy, their pore size is going to be smaller, mm -hmm. especially on the nose. A lot of people have issues with the pore size on their nose, and they're going to see a big difference in like their skin tone and the texture of it. So besides just pore size, it's going to help with the texture. So, for instance, we were talking about scarring. This is an excellent treatment for people that have acne scarring. Mm -hmm. So from very light mild acne scarring all the way up to moderate now it's not going to be as beneficial it's gonna it will help but it's gonna take probably like six to ten treatments if you have like pitted acne scarring okay i was gonna ask because when some people when people say scarring some people mean darkened spots and, and some it will people help mean pockmarks like actual 
wounded parts of your skin right. that are scars. Right. So this helps with everything from the hyperpigmentation scarring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because because you can not have any textural changes, but like you said, just have that hyperpigmentation. So but you can have some very have light texture. textural, very mm-hmm. moderate textural, all the way up to severe textural changes. And so doing the three to six treatments are going to help with everything up to the point of the severe textural pitted changes. At that point, you're looking at like six to 10 treatments, but it will still help. It's amazing. It Mm -hmm. really does. For people that have the severe acne textural changes, they really need to be beyond and out of that season of their life. They can't be having active acne. Correct. That's what you're saying. It needs to kind of be past that. Yeah. Now they can have some, everybody can have like a mild outbreak, a little bit out. And if it's, you know, if it's, it can be an area that we could avoid. Yeah. But what you're saying is 16 year old Sarah couldn't have gotten this treatment, but 25 year old Sarah is a perfect candidate. Okay. There you go. Perfect. We had, we had, we had lots of acne struggles through our teenage years, but that's why the chemical pills were so great because that for me, the chemical peels were able to cure the acne and help with the acne in the middle of it, not like what this is after the fact. Right, right. Yeah, and by the way, anyone listening to this podcast, I am looking for an esthetician that focuses and specializes on chemical with chemical peels on acne clients. So if anyone is listening to this podcast and you know of an esthetician that does that please email us and let us give know. us a it's, good recommendation yeah aesthetic at gmail.com please let us know so speaking of estheticians let's talk about real quick who can do this treatment right now um, in the state of texas a, a lot of estheticians are doing it they're they don't even they're not even in a medical office they're just doing it on their own mm-hmm. and i don't want to get real particular about that um but estheticians are doing it. Nurses certainly can do it. I will tell you that the state of California is now not allowing estheticians to do microneedling. Why? And there's some states that are looking... I'll answer that. (laughs) There's some states that are looking into not allowing estheticians to do it at all, and other states are talking about different limitations. Well, the reason why is because a cosmetologist or an esthetician's license um, does not allow them to pierce or puncture the skin. Now they can do extractions, but they're really not supposed to actively make a puncture or a pierce in the skin. And they definitely are not supposed to be doing anything to the dermis of the skin. And the microneedling treatments do hit the dermis of the skin. They, they go as deep into that layer. So especially when you're dealing with the scarring mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to repair those scars... So speaking of scarring, there are people that are doing microneedling um, for stretch marks and stuff really? on, the, on the abdomen or like in the, on the arms. Mm-hmm. The people have gained weight and then lost it. So maybe the inner thigh, the arms, just any places. But it, it is a very small... That used like, to be a very like laser. People would do like laser treatments for yeah. scar and they Yeah, and they're still doing some laser treatments, but that's just... But, but there are like... Um, not keloid scars. You, you can't be doing keloid scars, but keloid, a true keloid is someone that has, um, they're usually African-American. They have a lot of melanin in their skin and it's a very tall, raised, thick scar. But sometimes Caucasian and Asian people 
and Hispanic people will get like a very mild type. It's more of a scar, but, but it's not a keloid, but it's just kind of a thicker scar. And we can actually use the microneedling to break up that scarring. It won't make it worse. It can break it up. But if you are someone that truly has a true keloid scarring effect, and, and they would know that for sure. Because usually Again, when they're the a small keloid child, club. Yeah, the keloid if you don't, club. If you don't have it, you don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's, but they would not want to do any microneedling if they truly have keloids. Anyway, but um, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of, it's one of those things that's up in the air, but so estheticians right now in Texas, it's very common for them to do it. But again, it just goes back to you want someone who is very well qualified and knows what they're doing. Right. And there, and there are microneedling trainings that, you know, people can go get trained on this. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that they didn't just buy a device online, you know, because they can buy devices that are made out of China. You can get all kinds of things online. What made out, made like from the country China or like made out of like... No, the no from made that they're shipped out of China. They're okay. made in China. <laughs> you said they're, they're not, made out of China. I'm they're not FDA way. approved, and then they, you know, then they use them here. So mm-hmm. you also want to definitely be with somebody that you trust because this is going into the skin. As we mentioned, you get some pinpoint bleeding. So I have heard horror stories about people using the same cartridge on multiple clients. So you got to make sure that's like someone using dental tools on multiple dental patients. Yeah. That's like someone getting a tattoo with the same gun as someone else. Yeah. That's not okay. You have got to make sure that you absolutely know and trust this person. In fact, I would suggest that people Take them to watch first. them get them a background check <laughs> i would suggest the the individual pen cart everybody uses the same pen it's just the different cartridges are switched out so i would suggest that you watch them open your pen cartridge um in front of you because you can't so like with um surgical tools and like when you go get your nails and stuff done those tools they can put them in the, in the what is that thing called that like sterilizes them the, the enclave, the mm-hmm. enclave, or something, mm-hmm. or enclave is that a car? I don't know. That is a car. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, they the can sterilizer. Put them, they can put them in the sterilizer and then and then like repackage them. Yes. But there's a way that, to do that. Yes. But then there's a way around that, isn't there? Because you're Gosh, a cosmetologist, so can't you just like not sterilize the tools, but you put them in the package? And like seal the package, or is the only to way the package gets sealed is if it's actually sterilized? Yes, to my knowledge, the machine has to package it. You can't like open up the machine and put the tools in halfway through. Okay, okay. Well, that so makes that, sense. I mean, that's that's why dentists and nail technicians. That's why they do that. They don't open the stuff until they bring it to you, so that you can see it's fresh. Yeah. So same thing. But I used to think it was like I used to think they throw that stuff away and like. And then get completely new ones. I'm like, wow, that's really expensive. Like, they're throwing away metal objects <laughs> like every single time. No, they they send it through a machine that sterilizes, sanitizes, sterilizes, and then repackages it. And you cannot repackage it unless it goes through the machine. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. So this is the same thing. You want to watch them open it in front of you for sure. For sure. For sure. Let's see. Have I covered everything? I think pretty much. That's all the that's all the questions I have. 
I'm I, such a, I'm such a helpful host because the things you talk about, I have no idea what they are. So once I know what's going on, then I feel like that's when we can end the episode. Because then you know that the average listener also understands. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel informed. I love it. Thanks. And like I said before, if you have any questions or um, just want to reach out to us, you can always reach out to us at aestheticandrn at gmail.com. You know what I would love? What? You, you had mentioned a horror story earlier. I would love to do a episode where we, an episode where we talk about horror stories, like medical <laughs> horror stories. So we can scare people to death. Yeah. So if you have experienced a medical <laughs> horror story or you've heard of one or seen one or know someone that has yeah send it to us and we might talk about it now that's a good idea i would love that that would be fun okay thanks you guys for listening we appreciate you and be sure and just pass us on pass on the love let everyone know about the aesthetic podcast yeah one thing you can really do to help us out is if you like this and you enjoy it share it with someone else who you might think would also enjoy it we would really really appreciate that yeah because it's all about education information to empower you the consumer no matter where you are, I want you to have safe and effective aesthetic treatments. You guys have a great day. We appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.